Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nancy! 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 Where are you? things the greatest show alive all we can do is wait for season five I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club ah, Book Club ah, Stranger Danger Book Club 
on a different path than mine. I'm left behind, wondering if I should follow. You had to go, and of course it's always fine. I probably could catch up with you tomorrow. But is this what it feels like? Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to the Stranger Danger Book Club, where today I will be discussing issue one of Tales from Hawkins. I am uh, very excited to check this comic out and talk about it, uh, and I thought it would be fun uh, uh, to do each issue as its own singular thing. Um, because as far as I know, each issue is its own story, its own like little micro story, not a series, not a mini series like the four issue mini series I've always kind of done in the past. That being said, there's something else that I'm excited to be reading. I haven't started it yet, but I swear I thought I bought this earlier. Uh, the, um, Eddie Munson flight of Icarus, uh, which I can't wait to play a little Iron Maiden during that episode because Flight of Icarus is an amazing Iron Maiden song. If you look up, if you go to YouTube and go Flight of Icarus, Iron Maiden Live, like from the last five years, the, the stage presence these these old old British guys do on stage with flamethrowers and things over there, like flying angels and, or not, fly, flying Icarus, giant inflatables. Um, it's incredible. And that song is just one of my favorites. It's been my, one of my favorites for decades. Uh, but that's not why that's not, that's next time. That's next time. One, that's the next books book club. I did buy it. I thought I bought it already. So on the 31st, I'm like, okay, here, show up on my Kindle. Where are you? Oh, I need to buy you. Bing. Purchase. I, I call that a work, a work, uh, investment, right? So ready to read that. And when am I going to be reading it? I'm going to be reading it as I travel because I wanted to get this episode up because tomorrow night I'm going to probably go to bed early Saturday morning. I'm going to be uh, traveling. Yes, I'm going to be traveling to Florida. You're like, wow, that's awesome. You're going to Disney World. You're going to Universal. You're going to Miami. No, I'm not doing any of those things. Instead, I'm driving my mother-in-law to Naples. I've probably talked about this before. Um, I do this. I said, hey, uh, you know, instead of, you know, you, you want to leave when you want, I'll drive your car down and drive your dog down. I said it like that. I'll drive your car and your dog down if you want to fly down. And she's like, oh, that's great, but oh, you don't want to be alone. Yes, I do. Uh, she's like, no, we'll, we'll go together. Because she would always drive down every year with, you know, with my late father-in-law. Or she went once with her cousin. And it was like, I think she likes going at her pace. And I'm easy going. You take me whenever you want. You want to go? We'll go. You want to stop? We'll stop. Uh, so Saturday morning, we'll be driving to Virginia. From there, uh, we'll be driving to North Carolina on Sunday. I'll be putting the, rate, the football on in the car. And then on Monday, we will, be, we will be arriving in Naples. I will help her unpack. 
I'll hang out and help and whatever, you know, and hopefully hang out by the pool and read a book on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I will be flying back to Boston. Um, last year, I stayed an extra day and it just, it was, it was too long. I was like, I got to get home. I miss my wife. I miss my doggy. Uh, so I will be uh, back on Wednesday. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll already have the book finished by then. I've been reading a ton uh, and reading more than watching things, really, this past month. I've been reading scary books more than I've been watching them. And uh, who knows? I like to watch things on the plane, but maybe I'll read on the plane. I don't know. Uh, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And But here's the th- another thing. Uh, the 6th, you know, four days from now, is Stranger Things Day. I'm going to be in the car driving. But I am bringing, I bought, the, I bought these little, like, um, wireless microphones that plug into my phone so I can do recording from, you know, wherever I want with, without bringing my, my like handheld recorder, just this little thing here, plug it into my phone and kind of clip the microphone to me or hold it in front of myself and I can do quick recordings. So if things work out, um, and we get to Naples at a reasonable time, I'm going to have my laptop just saying, I'm hoping that I can um, get to you and uh, do a little recording and kind of talk about whatever happens on the 6th. We saw the poster. We saw a VHS tape, and it says rewind to, um, you know, to, to a, another time. I, of course, I, I forget what it said already. But um, we do know that the uh, Stranger Things Day is coming, and I can't ignore it. I can't. But I can't say, hey, uh, let's stop driving and give me a few hours to record over here at a rest area uh, by this picnic table. I would love to say that. I would love to do that. But that's not going to happen. So what I'm going to hope, hopefully what, whatever I'm going to find out, um, I'll find out while I'm driving. When I stop, I'll check, you know, check Twitter and, and, and Facebook. Um, and then from there, uh, hopefully that Monday night, I'll be exhausted. I will be so tired, but hopefully uh, I'll have the wherewithal to remember to record and get an episode out to talk to the stranger friends. That is my hope. Um, other than that, I just want to say, you know, thank you everybody for listening and subscribing and, and continuing to, uh, to send in voicemails. I haven't gone through all the voicemails that you sent in. Uh, but don't worry, don't worry. I will. They're they're flagged in my email. They will not be deleted. They will not be ignored. Uh, and you will hear um, if you did call in or send your voicemail in. Um, you know, it will be reviewed by the reviewing committee, which is just me, and approved by the approving committee, which is also me. Um, but um, I wanted to get this episode up very quickly and um, really, you know, talk about this this um, issue and. Uh, Without any further ado, let's get ready to talk some tale <laughs> tales from Hawkins. All right. Stranger Things Tales from Hawkins. My understanding is these are separate tales. You know, four separate stories. So I thought instead of waiting for them to be a collection and doing one episode covering all four issues, I um 
I thought it would be a good idea to have four episodes, each covering its own issue. And here we are with number one. And I'm going to do something a little different. What you, what you may not know is when I usually um, cover the comic books, I read through them all, but I've actually already read them. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I read them, kind of give them a quick once-over, and then I read them to you, uh, the Stranger Friends. We go through panel by panel, page by page. But I thought this would be kind of fun to experience this for the first time with you guys. So I know nothing going in. Now, I could, I could be, you know, you have to trust me. I could be lying. Maybe I've read it 30 times. Maybe I know it by heart. But you're going you're gonna to know, um, and maybe there's going to be no difference because you're going you're gonna to be like, wait, you've read that before and you still, your, your reading comprehension is still like this? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But, but um, I am uh, going to go through this page by page, and everything that I'm reacting to um, is the first time I'm seeing it. So I have no idea where we're going here. But um, right off the bat, I see a cover, and it shows uh, two guys, I'm going to guess in their 30s or maybe their 40s. And there's no way, but my first my first thought was, is this Lucas and Dustin in the future? They they look like they're going hunting. They're in a, you know they're dressed like one guy has a vest on. They have some beers. They have some guns and they have some rifles. And uh, one guy is flashing a a flashlight directly at us. But the other guy has a hat on that just made me think of Dustin. I would be there's no way because if this is that this would be like in the early 2000s, you know, based on the the time difference. So there's no way we're going to Hawkins in the early 2000s. So I'm going to just say that was a dumb thought by me. And let's go to the next page, which is uh, an internal page that just says Tales from Hawkins Chapter 1. It does give a brief description. It says, On the Surface. Hawkins seems like the kind of town where nothing bad could ever happen. But in the fall of 83, it is anything but safe. When two friends head out into the woods... Okay, so obviously it's 83. It is, you know, the beginning uh, of Stranger Stranger Things. Uh, it says, when two friends head out to the woods with their rifles and a six-pack, what, what could possibly go wrong? The would-be hunters find themselves the prey of a nightmarish beast who has claimed the wilderness around town and everything inside it, including them. And in the background, it does show a Demogorgon. So I don't have a great feeling about those two guys we saw on the cover. We'll see. We'll see where that lands. And uh, to give you just some quick credits, this, this um, you, you may have seen it in the art for this episode, uh, this is a script by Jody Hauser, who I know we've covered in other comic books in the past. Art by Chow Philippe or Chow Felipe. I believe it's Chow or Sayo. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. C-A-I-O, Philippe or Felipe. Colors by Dan Jackson and letters by Nate Picos or Pecos. And the cover that I have is by Mark Aspinall. 
That's cover A. There's four covers, but the cover that I, the issue I have is Mark Aspinall. And they, it looks like based on where I was updating, a lot of the, the Dan Jackson, Nate Picos, and Mark Aspinall uh, all worked on the um, Kamchatka prison uh, book, which was the last, right? Was that the last book club that I did? Yeah, yeah, it was. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, it shows a uh, a panel with a, a like a sweeping, overlooking photo. Not photo; it's a comic book. A nice panel of a um, of Hawkins. You just kind of see it from above. Nowadays, you'd call it a drone shot. And it says Hawkins, a quiet nothing of a town by all appearances. Well, okay, we know that's not the truth. But Hawkins is a town that screams beneath the surface. Now we know that is the truth. And it shows um, one fella is an African-American dude. He's holding a six-pack. He's got his hunter's kind of gear on. He's got a rifle slung over his shoulder. And he says, thought it was my turn, Dale. We see another guy. He's got his orange vest, a white fella, gray hair, orange hat, um, nice plaid shirt. I would like to wear that shirt. And uh, he says, I thought it was my turn. It seems like they both brought the six-pack, but the more the merrier, it seems like. Um, the panel also has a, box, a text box that says, most only ever hear the silence. This is by design. But those who catch a glimpse of the darkness that lurks beneath, they are the unfortunate ones. And it shows um, the two dudes, what is it, Dale? And um, not Dale. So the other guy hasn't been named yet. Says, guess we've got plenty to drink then. When you're right, Henry. Oh, there he is, Henry. You're right. Dale and Henry. I'm sure everything's going to be fine for good old Dale and Henry. They say to good hunting. They clink a a couple cans together. Cheers. Uh, And now they're having some small talk. He's like, has Val done with her chemo left? This is um, Dale asking Henry. And you can kind of see a sad look on the, the other man's face. He says, no, still another week. Been pretty rough on her. And hey, you hear a kid tried to rob Benny's last night? Uh-oh, that sounds familiar. And Dale's like, shit, excuse my language, but it's in the book. High school kid? He's like, no, little guy, shaved head. Never seen him before. Little guy with a shaved head. <laughs> Must not be from around here. Hell of a thing, Dale says. World's changed, and si- world's changed a lot since we were kids. The good old days. Everybody always says the world's changed a lot in the good old days. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's the truth. And guess what, kids? 30 years from now, you're going to say the same thing. Ah, the good old days when we used to have the cell phones in our pockets or something. I don't know. You'll think of something. There'll be something. And um, 30 years from now, I'll be 70, blah, blah, blah. And um, God, I hope I'm still doing this show. Wouldn't that be amazing? So um, they're like, it's a shame. It's a real shame. They just, you know, that some kid tried to rob Benny's. And as they're walking along in the woods, uh, it says, unbeknownst to the two men, Benny had been dead for several hours now. A world far more changed than they realized. Oh, yeah. I don't even think most of Hawkins knows the world changed much until the end of Stranger Things 4. Then they're like, 
oh, there's something going on in this creepy town. And um, all of a sudden, Henry's like, what the? You, you seeing this? He looks down at something. Oh, he sees blood. Blood. I say blood like that, like I'm a vampire. Or maybe some sort of Eastern European person. I don't know. Bad at accents. I, I did. That's Kamchatka. Leave that in Kamchatka. We're in Hawkins. And of course, the first thought was hunting. So Dale's like, could, could be someone else out hunting out here? And Henry's like, I haven't heard any shots. Like, come on. They leave the blood behind and they keep on walking through the woods. But now, what the hell, Henry says? Ooh, what, what is that? They say no person did this. And we see like, um, I want to say a, what the hell is this? Oh, it's a bird. It's like a turkey. Oh, it took me a moment to figure out which angle. We're seeing a very bloody, very dead turkey, I think. Turkey vulture, maybe. Um, I mean, it is it is a pretty graphic panel. Blood. Uh, we see an open rib cage. This thing is ripped to shreds. I'm seeing entrails. Um, it is it's not something you'd you'd put on like on a Thanksgiving card you'd send to a family member. I'll put it that way. Uh and okay, I'm sorry. Right when I said Thanksgiving, it is definitely a turkey. Cause uh Henry says no person did this, and Dale's like, You you haven't seen my brother at Thanksgiving. They're like, Could it be a bobcat? Maybe a bear? And they said, off it's awfully close to town. And Henry's like, There's a lot of kids who come into these woods. Could be could be a bad time. Dale says, I know my my grandkids disappear out here all day come summer. Good thing we're here to hunt, huh? So it seems to me like um, these two fellas are, they're not shying away from whatever's out there. And they're thinking, you know, good thing we're out here. We're going to protect the town. We're going to protect the kids by taking out whatever took the turkey out. Something tells me that um, they're going to be the one gobbling uh, that didn't make any sense, but I tried to come up with a quick joke. Uh, Dale says, we bag this. Maybe then folks will take us a bit more seriously. Okay, so maybe they're they're seen as laughing stocks or something. Or or maybe they're seen as guys who just like to quote-unquote hunt, but really go out and just have, have some beers in the woods. So despite the guns they carried, Henry and Dale rarely spilled blood on these outings. See? It says, despite the guns, they rarely spilled blood on these outings. Now, what this reminds me of is uh, my late father-in-law, rest in peace. He would go hunting for, um, he was like a deer hunter, and I think he did turkey hunting too. And I'm saying, you know, I saw him hunting from, you know, early to mid-90s for at least close to 20 years. And the, the, the amount of like winnings or whatever you call it, trophies, whatever you call it, things they'd bring home. Maybe I saw like I could fit on one hand and that would be, you know, if I chopped off three of my fingers. I remember one deer, and I don't think it was him, and one turkey that was him that I had to help. I had to help him like get the turkey ready, which was not something I ever want to do again or ever will do again. Not that he, he wasn't out there drinking. I don't think he barely drank. 
Um, so it wasn't like that. They these guys were older guys who took this stuff seriously. They wouldn't go out there to drink, but I think they just went out there to hang out and they'll sit in the woods for ten hours. And if they don't see anything, well, they had a wonderful. They call that still a wonderful day. Uh, these guys, you know, they're going out there. They are. Um, I think they're throwing back a few. So that's why it says they. Henry and Dale rarely spilled blood on these onions, but I bet they spilled a few uh, brewskis, as as the college kids call beer, called beers, brewskis. I think that's what they're called. Um, it had always been part pretense, part ritual for them. See, they're talk. This is them talking about kind of the idea of hunting. Is more about the hunting than it is the getting. The actual hunt? I don't know. I think I'm trying to explain it, but um, Henry's like, I don't see much tracks this ways. You ain't, you ain't never been much of a tracker, Henry. And you are, he says. Uh, the text says they crack a few brews in the early hours, wander among the trees for a while. But, but oh, all of a sudden something's happening. Suddenly, the hunt was real for them. And for whatever brutal creature they tracked, uh-oh, they hear a crack. They're looking around. But in all their bravado, you hear that? Yep, now they're standing back to back, both of their guns raised, ready to, you know, strike at whatever, uh, whatever's out there. They had failed to consider who was the hunter and who was the prey. Uh-oh, that's not good. They're like, you feel like we're being watched? Yeah, now they're kind of wandering through the woods. It looks like, I guess it's morning, but it looks kind of gray where they are at this point. They're like, screw this shit. See that over there? Good overwatch position. They're not going to wander anymore. They're going to find a spot, and they're going to hang out there. This is what I'm thinking. Okay, maybe not. He says, uh, you keep moving. I'll post up. So Henry tells, Dale tells Henry, you keep moving. I'll post up here. We can lure it out. Yeah, sure. You, you, you go. You're the bait. That's what it seems like to me. Oh, my God. The next panel, he says, you want me to be bait? Okay, I'm glad that, uh, that Henry and I agree on this. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure that's Dale. And then Dale runs off. All of a sudden, Henry's alone. Shit. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So Dale just looks off in the woods and he doesn't see anything. Seems like the sun is rising or the sun is already up off in the distance. But right now he's in this area all by himself. And he says, this, this better work. He's sitting there holding the gun. Just like, it doesn't seem like, I wouldn't be thrilled. I don't think I'd run around. I don't think I'd go to the alcove, but I wouldn't be bait. Let's be honest. I wouldn't be in the woods at all. Now talking about my father-in-law again, uh, before we got married, before I, I actually was working, I graduated college. I was looking for, you know, sending resumes out. So I had time on my hands. And one of the things was, Hey, um, you, you should take the hunter safety course. Well, I took the hunter safety course 
I'm talking this is 99, 98, 90, probably 98, I'm guessing, somewhere around there. And I was working part-time, sending resumes out, and one night a week I'd go do this hunter safety course, and then I'd come home and watch wrestling with my brother. Um, I couldn't tell you one thing. I couldn't remember one thing, and I never put it to use. He was like, "Yo, we need, we need the younger guys to help pull the the, the pull the be- the deer out of the woods." I'm like, "I've seen like two deer in 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 20 years," uh, but I was like, "Yeah, of course, I'll do it." Never, never, ever, you know, actually went hunting with them. I've never fired a gun that's beyond a BB gun, uh, but I just when I think of hunting. I always think of my father-in-law and his his buddies that they used to go with. And um, thankfully, they would go up to like Maine. They would go up to New Hampshire. But they never went to Hawkins, which is for the best, honestly. Uh, so Henry's just standing there. He's on his own. And it says, you know, it, it says, there is a wisdom that some of the younger residents of Hawkins could have shared in this moment. Don't. Split the party. Ooh, I love that. I love that. He steps on a a stick. It snaps. And even without the warning, Henry could feel the wrongness of this plan twisting in his gut. He looks frightened. He looks absolutely frightened. And unfortunately, his gut was right. We hear a scream. Ah, off in the distance. Henry drops his gun. He falls to the ground. I think he was just like startled. He's looking ahead. He's like, Dale? Damn it, now he takes off. He goes after Dale because Dale just kind of ran off, left Henry on his own. He runs up to Dale. He's running around. He's got his gun drawn. He, oh no, he comes across a, um, a, a, a tree with slashes and blood all over the tree. Oh, I thought this might have been like a one of these stories where the hunters get close to something and but but they only get scared and everyone comes out of it just fine but seeing this blood hearing that scream i'm getting a little nervous i'm hoping it's still that i hope hope both these gentlemen get home but i'm getting a little nervous i have to tell you right now um and so is so is henry because he touches the tree he's like no dale he screams where are you he's all alone in the woods and um he starts hitting a tree with his rifle he says hey whatever you are Come get me. Okay, this dude is a brave sum of my bee. Uh, he says, I'm going to send you straight to hell, and then I'm going to get my friend back. But he hears something in the background, and we see a shadow, and we see, it says like, in the background. We, all we see is a black silhouette. But it's getting closer. And even though Henry has his back turned to what we're seeing, you and I know what this is. We see the mouth, the face. What do I call him? Mouth face? <laughs> we see mouth face opening. Isn't it crazy when you think of Stranger Things 4 and you think of you know all these Demogorgons and how they are, they're such a small part of the true evil that, that um, you know, is is taking over Hawkins. They're like the pawns. They turn out to be, you know, they just turn out to be a bunch of, you know, there's, there's dog ones, there's tall ones. Um, sure, they're great weapons. Well, the Russians thought they would be, 
But isn't it crazy that in this first go around, like, oh my God, that's the monster. That's the evil. And it's like, no, no, it's not even close. But we see this thing approaching and uh, I don't have a very good feeling about this. My fingers are crossed. I literally am crossing the, the fingers of my left hand as I go to the next panel. And it's like, you see the behind. And it's like, I'm doing panel by panel, so I don't even see, but like, it's a, th- it's a thin line of a panel. I'm sure on the page you, you see everything, but I am very nervous. He's starting to turn around and oh my God, it's a, it's the giant Demogorgon mouth wide open. He's got its claw pulled back rear end for a big murderous slash. And Henry's like, what the F? I'm sure he said more than F. It, it dashed out there. And then the next panel, all we see is quiet in the woods. Just sun shining through. And now, oh my God. Okay, I get it now. One moment, Dale is there. Or Henry's there. The next moment he's not. And the next panel, he's in the woods. But it looks a little different. He's like, what what did what did it? The it's the same woods, but it's dark. It's gray. There's it's decaying. There are things hanging from the trees. My friends, Henry's in the upside down. It says it was a world shaded darker than the one Henry knew. So close and yet somehow so alien. And he's looking around frightened, taking this all in. He could have almost convinced himself it wasn't real, given the time. But time was not a luxury that Henry had. Oh, I see what it's saying. If he had the time, he would have convinced himself it wasn't real. But time wasn't a luxury. He tripped over something. Ah! And he looks over and he sees his rifle. It's like a few feet away from him now. And he goes... Oh, God, he found it. He found Dale. Dale, oh, Dale looks to be dead. Oh, Dale, his eyes are open. His neck has a slash across it. There's a vine covering his body. Uh, his, his clothes look all ripped up. I think our friend Dale is um, dead. Dead as a Dale knob. Dead as a door, Dale. Dead as a door, Dale. Dead as a doorknob. Wait a minute. I'm trying to, I was trying to come up with a clever pun and I, I dailed. Oh, instead of failed. Boom, I nailed it. I dailed it. Oh, I'm back. Uh, and see, now this is really, really sad because Dale is lying there dead and Henry just puts his head on his chest, like rests his head and, I, and it looks like he's crying and, and that is awful. But in the background, you hear, you see it and you, he's like, I'm so sorry. And you hear the noise again of the Demogorgon. And he's like, oh, he says, I'm sorry, because I'm getting the hell out of here. He runs like crazy. And of course, there's our, there's, there's old mouth face, claws out, just, blah, you know, with the big, his whole face is flowered open and he's there to attack. And it says it was at this moment that he finally understood. He had never been the hunter. 
And so he ran like the prey he was. So it shows uh, Henry kind of cowering back. He turns, he leaves his gun behind and runs. And it seems like old Demogorgon is staying behind with Dale's dead body. And Henry just kept running. And now he looks like he's in downtown. He's like, hello. But he's in downtown. He's in upside downtown. And uh, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He's like, hello. Hello. He's screaming. He's looking in storefronts. He can't figure it out. Is anybody here? Can you hear me? Anybody? And he's freaking out. Uh, he's, it says, but this strange, twisted mockery of his hometown offered only silence in reply. It's like he's wandering the streets now. Doesn't know what to do. He had fled from the nightmare woods and its monster before. It seems like he's going back to the woods, but there had been no escape to be found in the shadows shaped like Hawkins. And if it was the woods itself that had brought him here, perhaps the trees also held his deliverance. Oh, I see a little gate. He found a gate in the tree. Remember, there is a gate in the tree that is what um, Nancy, that's how she went through, right? Uh, and that's what it seems like good old Henry's seeing here. And as he's making his way towards it, I guess he's thinking, like, if I saw a fiery red thing in a tree, I don't think my first instance would be to run towards it. But, okay, okay, to each his own. Um, as he's running towards it, we see the silhouette of the Demogorgon's claw. So it isn't far away. And it runs at him, and it tries to get to him, and it does. It reaches him. He runs. He tries to get to him, and then Demogorgon slashes him and smashes him. Now, I don't see, I see blood, like maybe, so maybe it just gave him a, back, a backhand. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, boy. But the Demogorgon's now gr- dragging him away. He's like, no, no. And he sees the gate. Oh, my God, this drawing is amazing. It is our point, his point of view. We're looking through his eyes. It's upside down, of course. Uh, but we see his hands in the ground, scratching as he's getting pulled away from his, uh, the gate, away from his safety, from getting back home. Hell of a thing, we see on the next panel. Someone saying hell of a thing. But it looks like we're looking at Henry, completely dead, lying there. Damn strange bear. Rabid, maybe? Wait a minute. So Henry's lying there. He's, he's not dead, but he's kind of out of it. Hell of a thing. It says, damn strange, damn, damn strange bear, rabbit maybe. And he's looking up and he sees Dale, but Dale's not quite there. It's almost like he's thinly veiled, like he's fading. Oh, I think Dale's also dead. He says, I don't think I'm going to make it, Henry. He, 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 he says, he, help. Oh, his belly is sliced wide open says the upside down is a cruel lonely place most who have the poor fortune to die there die alone but sometimes fate has a slightly gentler touch hello Uh, are you okay it's will will byers 
right next to this hunter. He found him. Will, of course, is in the Upside Down, too. He says, Dale, he's hurt bad. Hunting in the woods. You could see that, like, Henry doesn't have much time left. His belly is just sliced wide open. He says, something, something grabbed us. It's, it's, it's face. Help, help Dale. I, I will. So maybe Dale coming to him was saying, I'm alive, but I don't have much time. We'll all get home, Will said. They're the last words the would-be hunter hears. A kind, comforting lie. Oh, that's brutal. But in the dark reaches of the Upside Down, far from the sunny streets of Hawkins, it's the only kindness you'll find. Oh my God, and that's the end. The final panel is this hunter dead and Will, like almost sitting vigil, kneeling next to him, just with his head down, sad. (sighs) Wow, that was a lot darker than I was expecting. I thought this, you know, they would, um, like it would, they would get close to seeing the Demogorgon, but get out of it and no one would believe them. One of those things, you know, like, oh, you don't believe this, this thing was in the woods. But no, 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 no. Um, this thing killed both hunters. We already know Benny's dead, so we know the timeline of this. And of course, it ends with Will being in the woods. Um, just seemed, you know, very desperate. Uh, wow. That was great. Now, it's been it's been a while since I since I did the rewatch. But didn't Nancy come across a hunter in the woods? Right? Didn't that am I crazy or did that happen? So if I'm not crazy, and that did happen when she was in the upside down, um, I'm gonna guess that these were those somebody did. Somebody did. It was it wasn't Will, right? Because we didn't know what was going on with Will. We didn't know what was where you know where he was. But I feel like Nancy came across a hunter. Maybe that's the story of these hunters. I don't know. I, I this is and I'm the I'm the podcaster. I'm I'm the one that should. Oh, this is a exact you know reference to this moment. I'm not sure, but I'll tell you one thing. That was very good. It was such a it was an easy basic story. Two guys hunting, but really they're not the hunter. They're the huntee. Wow, a lot of fun. A lot of fun, and I'm glad I'm doing these separately. Uh, keep these as their own things, because look, I mean, we've I've already I've already talked quite a amount, quite a, a a bit, and we're just talking about one issue. Uh, wow, that was awesome. So I think that's it, my stranger friends. Uh, as I've said, you'll be hearing from me uh, again, eating more ice cream. And um, again, when I uh, finish and when I start the, uh, the Eddie Munson Flight of Icarus book, I'm excited to get started on that uh, on my trip. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so hopefully uh, you'll hear from me even before that, if everything goes right with the trip as I've mentioned already. But um, if not, fear not, because I will be back 
Now, listen, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality, and the show is on Twitter at Stranger D Pod. Uh, you can find me on all the other things except Blue Sky. I'm still not on Blue Sky, but you can find me on Instagram, uh, Threads, Mastodon.social, Geek Mentality, Geek Mentality, Geek Mentality. That's the easiest way to get to me. Um, and of course, you can find every episode, the book club, uh, the bonus episodes, every episode covering every episode of Stranger Things over at StrangerDangerPodcast.com. And you can find every other podcast that I do at FansNotExperts.com. Technically, they're the same website, but I just, uh, I, I bought the StrangerDangerPodcast.com because, you know, I, I wanted it to be, I want to be cool. I'm doing my best. Um, so that's it. I'm ready to hit the road. Uh, and so I have to say one more time, remember, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for subscribing. You can tell I'm rambling now. Uh, but remember, very important because I love reading. You love reading. We all love reading. Reading is fundamental and you can't spell fundamental without F U. And stay stranger, my friends. Butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.